Hey everyone, I'm JR, and this is one of Mike's mini history lessons. At the end of the 19th century, the last emperor of China, Pui, was ousted in 1912. China was a broken country, and it was being influenced by multiple Western powers as well as Japan. The British owned Hong Kong, the Portuguese owned the city of Macau, and there was plenty of infighting between different Chinese groups, mainly the communists and the nationalists. Japan invaded and took over Manchuria in the 1930s, then it placed the former Chinese emperor Pui as a Japanese puppet emperor of the new Japanese state. But World War II would halt the Chinese Civil War. Japan would go on a rampage in China, taking over much of it. A Chinese united front would work with the Americans to resist Japan. Women were forced into sex slavery. Millions of innocent people were tortured and killed. Even babies were used as target practice, with guns and bayonets. The Japanese would hold beheading contests with the samurai swords and post the results in Japanese sports sections of newspapers. Pretty gruesome. When Japan surrendered to the United States at the end of World War II, the Civil War began again. Mao was the communist leader. He was supported by the Soviets. The communists would kick out the nationalist government, which migrated to Taiwan, where it still rules today. Taiwan was a part of China in the 1700s. Japan took it over in the late 1800s. The nationalists left mainland China for Taiwan when they lost the Civil War. Taiwan, as an island, was never under communist control, but still laid claim as the true government of China. This was a problem for the United Nations, which was just created. The United Nations made China a permanent member with veto power, but which Chinese government? Originally, it was the Taiwanese government, not the communist mainland government. In fact, the new Taiwanese government named Taiwan the Republic of China, its official name today. And in 1950, North Korea, led by communist Kim Il-sung, the grandfather of Kim Jong-un, and backed by Soviet firepower, invaded the United States-backed South Korea. Using the fact that Taiwan sat in China's United Nations seat, and that the Soviets were protesting communist China not being recognized. The United States led a UN vote to support South Korea, which was able to fight off North Korea back to the Chinese border. Mao intervened and pushed the United States back to basically where they started, splitting North and South Korea. This, of course, led to a stalemate, which we see as the separate North and South Korea today. But the main goal for the United States to preserve the South was successful but we'll talk more about Korea in another lesson. Now back to Communist China. Communist China would go on to take over Tibet, which was once its own country. It would go on to remove freedoms, relocate people, seize property in mainland China. Many fled to Taiwan and elsewhere to stay free. The former Emperor Puyi of China, who worked with Japan in World War II, was captured by the Communists and according to rumors, would live out the rest of his life sweeping the streets of Beijing while telling people he used to be the emperor of all of China. Must have been nuts to run into him on the street. Eventually, Nixon wanted to warm relations with China by the 1970s. This led to the One China policy, recognizing only one China exists, and it is led by the communists. In exchange, China will open to the West for manufacturing, this means Taiwan would not be in the United Nations 
and to add insult to injury, even the Olympics. Eventually, they were led into the Olympics after the year 2000 as Chinese Taipei, but still can't use their own flag. Now, Taiwan cannot be recognized as a country, even though they are. They have their own money, military, government, and relations with other countries. But slowly, the communists want to reunify with them under one government, which is odd because Taiwan was never under the communist government to begin with. Despite these challenges, Taiwan remains a free, democratic society with a thriving economy. It enjoys good relations with democratic nations and is doing quite well. Now on to the red nine-dash line of today. China makes most world maps. They make most everything, so that's not a big surprise. But it makes sure that on maps, even here in the United States, that Taiwan is the same color as mainland China to show it is part of China. China also claims the entire South China Sea, which is water bordering on many countries. China is always harassing Taiwanese planes and ships in the Strait of Taiwan. Take this map, for example. It'll be on our YouTube channel and on our Instagram. Basically, China prints maps to claim all the water bordering Vietnam, Malaysia, Brunei, the Philippines, and Taiwan. They're building islands in the middle of these international waters to put bases on to push their claim. China has always expected the world to recognize its land claims, and it continues to do so to this day. Boats and company ships in these waters are now harassed often. And so, since the world plays along by not recognizing Taiwan officially, China wants to see if they can do so with their claims over parts of the ocean. Or, at least that's the lesson you would get if Mike was your history teacher. <laughs> 